to The Stream, a podcast where we talk about movies. My name is John Carlo Altube, and joining me as always, it's the Criterion Nigerian from Ethiopia, it's Nader Samara. What's that name, Johnny Boy? Not much, Nader. How you doing, man? I am chilling like a villain, but I watched Dragon Ball Z with Krillin. How you doing? Alright, that's probably one of those characters, I bet. <laughs> it is. It is, John. It is a character. Hey, Nader, it's episode 30 of The Stream. The big three L. What's the what uh what uh what Priest Holmes here? Priest Holmes episode? Are you saying three L as if that's a way to? <laughs> no, I say 3 O. The the Priest oh, Holmes episode. I had to go with uh, an yeah. obscure sports reference because this is a movie podcast. The Dirty Thirty, they call it. Oh yeah, <laughs> filthy. Yeah, it's gross. Do you remember when you turned thirty, Nader? <laughs> yes, it is exactly one year and four months from now. <laughs> yeah, uh, those were the days. <laughs> oh, back to the future. Am I right? Don't fuck my mom. Oh boy, that is what that movie is about. So, uh, this episode today, we're going to be talking about the movie Life in our main review, and then in our buffering segment, we are going over the holiday season of the year 2000, finishing out the year 2000. The future, they called it, Nader. (laughs) Did they? They shouldn't have. Yeah. They were calling it the 2000s? Oh yeah, that was the future. 20 years ago. Can you believe it? Y2Bay? Oh man. Did you ever, did you have any good Y2K pranks? Pranks? No, I was nine. Niggas weren't doing shit. I was just hanging out being nine. That's it. I uh, My mom had a, a New Year's Eve party, and she didn't really have those. And I had the inclining to go down to the basement with a radio, and then when the, the clock uh, struck midnight to shut down the power on the circuit breaker. But uh, I ended up getting too scared and not doing it. Now, last episode, John, instead of saying Vietnamese, you said Vietnamese. And just now, mm-hmm. instead of saying inkling, you said I had to inkling. Yeah, 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 I'm not good at talking. Mm, okay, KK. Oh, that's you know, too soon. That's how many Ks are in inkling. <laughs> yeah, it's also when you say that letter three times in a row, it has another meaning now that you have to realize. Dragon Ball Z? What am I missing? Yeah, What's going on? Okay. Dragon Ball Z. Cool, 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 cool. Hey, Nader. Yeah. I'm the papa. We watch life. You go eat your cornbread. You can't have my cornbread. I'm from New York City. It's gonna be consequences and repercussions. Oh. I told you what my plan was. You gonna tell me what your plan is? What you working on? One of y'all wanna help me drop my back? Eddie Murphy ain't got no money. Martin got some money. They both don't got no money no more. Road trip, boat trip, drown trip, Mississippi shit. That's my daddy's watch. Stop calling women bitches, Eddie Murphy. They killed him, ah, but they didn't know. <laughs> Turns out they got the long ride, boss. Bernie Mac is the Benny Safty of his generation. Claude didn't remember his name, started with a C. Joanna Mann, Anthony Anderson, the upper room. Burn it up. Wyclef on the score. Rest in peace, Heavy D. Life. Nailed it. Got it in one. That's how I do it. You uh, really, you really went with the Bernie Mac quote. You went with the quote. The first thing we have to talk about is: Is Bernie Mac allowed to be doing what he's doing in this movie? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I was, I was looking for the quote that I thought would make you uh, either the most disappointed or laugh the most. It worked. I think I nailed it. You get me every uh, time, Johnny. Um, so this is a uh, this is a very fun uh, fun movie. Uh, this director, Ted Demi, nephew of Jonathan Demi, the director of Silence of the Lambs. I uh, just want to quit a quick shout out. Unfortunately, he passed away uh, 
in 2001 at the age of 38. He had made a couple movies, including Blow, which is probably his biggest movie. Uh, definitely his biggest movie. Uh, but he actually graduated uh, from the same high school as me. Oh, nice. He's from, uh, from my hometown. So, shouts to Ted Demi. Rest in power. I hope they didn't lynch him. <laughs> uh, nope. He died of uh, cocaine. Heart attack basketball heart attack. game. Yes. Um, Classic that's, combination. That's the fucking worst. Rest in peace. Uh, and, and our house go out to the Demi family. Uh, so... Nader. Yeah. This movie, this is one that we've uh, we've talked about doing ever since we we followed that um, that season back. I don't know, must have been seven eight episodes by now. But uh, this is a movie that we've both. I, I mean, I've probably seen this movie close to ten times, I would think. And it's been a while since I watched it for this episode. And man, it is just it's fun. It's just a f- it's really funny. This is like Eddie Mur- Murphy just. Be, and then Martin Lawrence playing like almost a straight man like he does in any comic duo he seems to be in. <laughs> uh, well, like in, in movies, when he's a duo, he usually plays the more like, straight-laced guy. I, I, I agree with you. I would just say that this is uh, Martin Lawrence's best acting performance writ large. He's, he's, he's ex- excellent in this. in this movie, yeah. He's great. There, uh, there's not I, a false Big Mama's note in this entire performance. It's like very, very good. I guess we'll just lay out the basic plot. Um, uh, Martin Lawrence and... Um, Eddie Murphy's characters are given life sentences for, uh, but they're actually innocent. They were get framed for a murder in Mississippi in the 1930s. And the story uh, is basically one of the other uh, life inmates telling their story in the modern day. Uh, and it tells you the different things of how their friendship uh, bloomed and uh, how they kept on trying to escape. And um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's under two hours, you know, it's, which a is, movie called Life that actually is about like it's not Cradle to the Grave, but it's like late twenties to the grave to be an hour and forty three and not rushed. Even even that montage where people just start dying, it's like it works. It all yeah. works. It does not feel rushed for one second. Yeah, uh, I would one hundred percent agree. It didn't. Uh, it almost it pretty much made its money back. It didn't. Uh, didn't lose. It lost a little bit of money, but which is kind of surprising considering how some of the names in this movie, especially Eddie Murphy. In general, it's just so big. But you have so many good uh, character actors in this movie just all over the place. Like, it's it's great. Like, you mentioned a couple of them. But Bo Keem comes in. Doesn't, he doesn't even have to say a word. That's we got, we got Anthony Anderson, Barry <laughs> Henley, Brent Jennings, Bernie Mac, Miguel Nunez Jr., Michael Tafario, Guy Torre, Bo Keem Woodbine, as you just said, Ned Betty, of course, uh, Noah Emmerich. We got oh, Clarence Rick Williams III, Heavy D., Rick, Rick James. James in this movie. Yeah, Sinai Lathan. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a monster uh cast. Oh yeah, Sinai Lathan, that's right. She yeah. plays uh the girlfriend. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, this is um it's a great cast and it's 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 funny, it's heartfelt, it's it's good. It, it it hits a lot of the good notes. You don't see a lot of movies like this in general. This to me is like a Golden Globe like layup. This to me is like exactly what I want from my Golden Globe comedies. A little drama. A lot of funny, great movie, under two hours, movie stars. Yeah. I think it's like 145. So it is, it's it very, is 143. It's, you tell him, Johnny Boy. You can make yeah. short movies, Hollywood. You can. Also, comedies, like, listen, I don't know what um, Judd Apatow has done to his editors or he refuses to use them, but comedy shouldn't be two and a half hours long. They, they should shouldn't. not. And, um, they shouldn't be two hours, John. 
No, 90 minutes was always like the, the thing. Like comedy is 90 minutes. But even if you stretch it a little bit, that's fine. Under two hours, please. Let's get in. Let's get out. Let's please. make a good movie. Please. Uh, this was only nominated for best makeup. Not, and I know you wanted to talk about the makeup on this. Uh, yeah, so the it's there. So there's a whole separate makeup artist that comes in for just the the old man makeup. And I wanted to bring that up just because I thought that the old man makeup looks fantastic, and I love the juxtaposition. Like Martin is so good at using like his body and his shoulders to run as as humanly fast as like someone in their early 60s can run but still have the old man makeup on it's like when he goes yeah. to that pie it is so ridiculously so funny. funny when he runs it's like the, slapstick it's 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 crazy um yeah. and and eddie murphy i would say explicitly both of his old man makeups i think just look very very real i think eddie murphy looks very very legitimately old in these movies all the way through uh, yeah, he wears makeup really well. Like when they, 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 I mean, I guess he has good teams that he works with, but like even in the Nutty Professor, like unless uh, if you just look at like the stills of that movie, you wouldn't know that's Eddie Murphy playing all the characters. He's well, able the, to like transform what? well. I would say he. I mean, he's obviously been doing that since uh, you know coming to America, and Martin's been yeah. Martin will go on to do this in Big Mama's House. But this movie does seem like uh, like I said, the perfect like Golden Globe mix of guys that are put in these crazy over the top. Uh, hella makeup situations, but then you just bring in a good movie and you bring in a good makeup artist that isn't there to make jokes, and boom, you got life. What would you yeah. do if your son was at home? Yeah, I thought that was a weird choice. It's because it's because it ends with life. It's because the song. Understand, <laughs> but that, hey, that hey, such... that's on Wycliff, man. Wycliff was was in charge of the music. That's blame him. Yeah, Wycliff and uh, and R. Kelly, good guy R. Kelly. Wait, what? <laughs> you being serious? Yeah. They're both in charge. Yeah, they both get credit for the music on this. I thought it's original score by Wyclef Jean. I didn't see Robert Kelly's it's... name anywhere. Uh, well, I saw it on the Wikipedia page. Did oh, I make a mistake? Oh no. Yeah. Same yeah. Ra- same Robert Kelly. Confirm. Uh, what's that? <laughs> same Robert Kelly. Well, I mean, no, it's, it's, it's 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 the most generic name ever. Yeah, but no, it says R dot, and then and there's a space, and then we have a capital K. <laughs> three Ks or, or three Ks or one. Single K. Single You're not gonna K. believe it. It's a bummer. <laughs> you hate to see the single black K. <laughs> you really do. Of all of them, that's the one we don't like. Yep. Um, let me ask you a question. How often have you ever called any type of alcohol hooch? Because that's just something I wish I got into. Mm. <laughs> Not often enough, but right. I'm realizing now I should. But I'm also realizing now that basically just reminds me of a time when black people were in chains. So this is, this is complicated. Okay. Okay, that is tough. I ain't mad um, at the first part, though. I'm with you on hooch being a fun word to say. It is fun to say. It's like the 4th uh, of July of words. Everyone says that. <laughs> That's an expression we can all get behind. Now, Nader, yeah, we talked about it for a second, but we got to talk about um, our our guy, Bernie Mac, in this movie. You mean Benny Safdie? <laughs> That's right. Bernie Safdie. Now, he's made, he's made some choices on this character. Let me say this. Let me say this before we get into what aged the craziest in this movie. Uh, the, every time I am worried that this movie is about to do something too far, they yeah. they does find a way to reel itself back in. Uh, these are my. Th- th- I have two major qualms with this movie. Okay. One is what you're talking about, which is Bernie Mac is playing a quasi mentally challenged, but also outwardly homosexual man, and uses a very just wild voice throughout. But again, the voice is insane. The, the voice is insane. 
But again, it's one of those situations where A, Bernie Mac is the only man for the job. And B, yes. the movie brings it back full circle with that very serious moment when his yeah. uh, his partner or, or friend dies and he uh, steps out to, to go get the body. The second issue that I have with this movie, and I want to know your opinion about this because I know John okay. is, is, a, is a storied Black Panther, generations and generations through. That's right. Um, is, uh, as a movie that was written by two white dudes, I don't yeah. know exactly how I feel about the white guy being so, like, helpful to them at the end. Like, him, like, shooting the dude and then being like, I'm not your boss. I'm not your boss. Yeah. That was, like, yeah. a little bit too far. I prefer the Noah Emmerich baseball character that, like, is kind of, like, nice to their face but then, like, a shitbag. And uh, and I will say, I I'll give the I'll give them credit for the shitty white guy that, uh you know, hates them. But then when he transfers them, he's like, an I for one, won't miss you. And then he's like, a yeah, little bit yeah. yeah, that I could that I can live with. But the the whole like uh, 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 superintendent kind of turning into like a superhero is a little much for me. Um, well, they do take it away from you, right? They don't make it like oh, yeah, they, every, they, they every, dies right away. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I don't. Every time you, the story is going to be written by a, um, a you know white people, written by two so, white dudes, directed by a white guy. Uh yeah. Um, but listen, Ted Demi, he, uh, produced the OMTV rap, so give him credit. Yeah. I mean, more importantly, this movie is good. And so, I mean, I don't... This whatever. movie's good. This movie's no, good. No, but like, whatever. I mean, if it was, if it was like the, if, it, if, if the conclusion of this movie was them getting freed because of like a white savior, that would have bothered me more. For sure. But For be, sure. because they just outsmarted, uh, at the end, I prefer that. You know, it's funny, this time around, I forgot, uh the superintendent uh, order. I thought that they were about to go to the mansion and that guy, superintendent, was going to be the guy with the slash that was the murderer. I was like, oh, no! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I Also, John, I've only seen this movie three times. Oh, really? I saw this a lot um, when I first got access to it. Okay, Because I guess it would have been in on pay-per-view, like when I had free pay-per-view. It was one of those things I just watched it a bunch of times. Uh, but I can't imagine... Yeah, well, I, I probably haven't seen this in close to like six, seven years. I watched this for the first time in like a decade last year um, when we started our podcast. And uh, I, same like you, I just used to watch it in pieces, but I would always get the serious pieces. Right. So I didn't I didn't really know it was a comedy until pretty late in life. Life. Uh, hey, that's yeah. the name of the movie. Um, but no, so what's his face? Uh, well, well, what you, so what's your opinion on Bernie Mac? Uh, well, the character name is, of course, Jangle Leg. <laughs> <laughs> or how do you feel about the overtly gay uh, inmate's name being Biscuit? One at a time, please, John. One at a time. You also, you also got Goldmouth. Yep. And you got Radio. And, of course, Can't Get Right. <laughs> yeah. Can't, first of all, Can't Get Right is the name that me and all my friends, like, took away as being, like, our favorite part of this movie. And that's the thing that, like, I really hope Bokeem Woodbine, Eddie Murphy... Or Martin Lawrence were in there writing that because if two if two white if the two white dudes wrote that line that would be a bummer. Well, um, I feel like there was a bunch of improvising on this movie just because the way like Eddie Murphy's like mind works. So I could I, I could see that. Oh, uh, Eddie Murphy and Martin's arguing has to be improvised to, to some yeah. degree, especially I mean also shout out to these outtakes. These are some good outtakes. Great outtakes. Yeah, they're not like rush hour tier outtakes, but they are like a tier below outtakes. Well, I would say rush hour one outtakes because after rush hour one, the rest of the outtakes are like, this is our thing now. <laughs> yeah, but 
he ain't gonna be in Rush Hour Three is a funny joke. It's in a or good out of joke. context. That is a good joke. Jackie I will give again. Chris Tucker that. <laughs> yeah, those were fine. But my point is, no, I do like the the. Um, I was really surprised because I don't think I realized this till I watched it this time that that was Rick James in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I still don't know which character he is. I know he's in the movie, but I can't tell. Who he's he is. Spanky. He's the mob boss. Oh man, this is just like when I didn't recognize Harry Belafonte later in his life. Damn. Okay. Right. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot, a bunch. Yeah. Daylight come and me one. Oh, at first you were quoting Lil Wayne. Now you're going Sean Kingston on me. Whatever. Uh, no, I was doing Harry Belafonte. They were sampling him. <laughs> you know about the tally man? Tally me banana? No, no, no. Um, I just I just found a piece of interesting uh, uh trivia. So according to the DVD commentary, during the diner scene, originally it was Eddie Murphy's character that was supposed to be angry about the white only pies, while Martin's character just wanted to leave. During filming, the scene was, wasn't was working, so they came up with the idea of having them switch their lines, and the scene played much better. That's only interesting to me because the whole movie makes me think that that's how it should have been. It's so weird to me that it would have been the other way around. In that moment, though, when it was first happening, I was I did have that thought, though. I was like, oh, that seems more like... Because um, he's a smooth talker? Like, he would think he could get away with it? Right. Okay, okay. Because I was like, because he, he has the streets. I feel like he he knew more. I was like, what? That's why I was confused. He definitely knew more, but I always feel like um, in every almost every situation, Eddie Murphy's character was, like, trying to um, lessen uh, the danger while Martin Lawrence was kind of, I mean, um, Eddie Murphy was more, like, aggressive and in everyone's faces. Um, speaking about your boy Rick James, uh, that Please. limp was not acting. He had just gotten hip replacement surgery. Yeah. Uh, as well, like this, that, actually, the, the trivia for this is pretty great. Uh, so, uh, Martin really did get his foot stuck inside that bottle when he said, "Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he really did." And Eddie Murphy is really laughing at it. <laughs> this is that's uh, awesome. This is Anthony Anderson's film debut. And, oh wow! And Eddie Murphy's last R-rated movie until last year's Dolomite is My Name. That is surprising. Yeah, and the word "fuck" is used sixty-three times. Whoa, in this movie. whoa, not her. Come on. Now we're gonna we're really earning that E today. Uh, uh, and uh, so you were talking to me offline about how the uh, I I I was to understand that the score was done by Wyclef. You told me that R. Kelly has a hand in the score. There's trivia that also none of that was the original score. The original score was by William Ross that was scrapped and then and then and then uh, Wyclef and then were brought in. Interesting. Yep. I I didn't know any of that. Well, listen, um, I don't have any other thoughts. I think we've pretty much uh, laid out our opinions. This is a fun, funny movie that's got its dramatic moments, and it's entertaining. And I, if you haven't seen this movie, I highly suggest it. It's up on the... The Upper Room. The, the Boom Room Room. You're really going to leave? We're really going to leave a conversation about life without talking about the Boom Boom Room? The Boom Boom Room scene is really good. Uh, when they were like visualizing it, it's so happy go lucky. It's like Anthony it's also Anthony Anderson as his film debut. Hilarious, by the way. He yeah. is he is so lovable in his few scenes that when he does pass away or get released, actually, I think are they all dying or getting released? So when uh, this is the first time I've I watched it that I realized, oh, they're just getting out of jail. Some of them are. Some of them aren't. Some of I them are that- clearly dead. Like the like the guy that like the 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 black dude that's like in charge of all the the black dudes. He I think died. That would make sense. Or he retired. Yeah, or just the, the, I went with age-wise, but then you're right because the dude that's telling the story is like 93 or whatever. He's older than, than Eddie Murphy and right. uh, Martin Lawrence are in the present day. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was under the impression that they were dying always, and then watching it this time, I was like, oh, they're probably just getting released because not everyone has a life sentence there. 
And uh, I'll tell you one thing. Anthony Anderson, when the, uh, when Eddie Murphy's in the fight and he gets thrown over to him, he goes, hey, listen, it's really hard to get comments right here. I really appreciate you doing this for my cornbread. <laughs> when Eddie Murphy gets elbowed after being like, I still didn't give him a cornbread. That's my favorite. <laughs> It's very good. Uh, also, Eddie Murphy, I'm sorry, not Eddie uh, Martin Lawrence, they should put his scene about not really wanting his cornbread up in, like, the jail scene movie Hall of Fame, where he's like, I'm a grown-ass man. I don't want my cornbread. Any- I just don't want it. This isn't a macho thing. I'm just not going to eat this cornbread. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, all right, Nader. Yeah. yeah. Anything else in this movie? Uh, we talked about Bernie. We talked about Joanna Man. Talked about Rick James. Talked about the whites only pies. We've talked about Martin Lawrence's crazy shoulders. Yeah. Um, I wish it was a video pod just for that little shimmy. And then, oh, and I love when he tells the the newest inmate that he's uh, that that the drugs come up uh, through people's butts. Oh yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you don't want to sniff an ass. <laughs> um, no, I guess you're right because it's weird. We were talking about this before we started the pod. It's not as we as we grow with this movie uh, as adults. It it does become less about the quotes. And more about like how this movie is just like actually good because I I, yeah. I I don't know about you but like I definitely didn't register this as like an excellent movie the first time I saw it I definitely didn't think uh, it was no, like yeah. very good in two thousand one whenever I saw it my opinion of this movie is de- dramatically different than what it was when oh I first it just saw skyrockets it. every time I see it yeah it just goes up and up and up um and especially like you said uh, because it's, it's the true long movie it's the life in an hour and forty three I mean, minutes listen, with credits. If you're gonna get someone from Rockville Center directing the movie, you know it's gonna be good. We get, we put out just good people. We got we got um, your boy <laughs> Dave Attell. Mm-hmm. He's from Rockville Center. Amy Sh- Amy Schumer. You got it. Howard Stern. No problems there. Listen to this. Ready for this? Dean Kamen. Now you're probably wondering who's that. Is it the guy who invented the Segway? Damn right it is. No, I thought you were gonna <laughs> say John Gabrus. Anyway, um, Gabrus is not from Rockville Center. No, I did uh, have one more thing to say, which was, uh, which one of the Yankees again? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> he goes, and he said the one on the mound. I thought he was really going to say, the ones in white. <laughs> <laughs> Life. It's great. Um, I was always trying to think real quick, though, just mm. to put a finer note Please? on this. I could talk about life all day, boy. We're, we're, after they get out of the prison. What's what 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 happens? How do they get any money? How do they? Because <laughs> they're technically. I don't think dead. that they get. I don't think that they get uh, money or anything. I think that they literally get like you know thirty five dollars or or sell you know shoes or something whatever. I think they have just enough money to get those tickets. Yeah. Okay. Now that makes sense. This is my this is my main question to you. Is life based on a real story? No, but they oh, do have a post credit notes. <laughs> yeah, that's a great touch. It was like they both live at home today, and I was looking at my girlfriend like, "Huh? <laughs> Did I miss something?" <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a true story. You double checked. <laughs> I didn't check. It just was confusing. You you actually know for sure, right? Yes, this is not based on anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying these two old men didn't live to be ninety, escape on a fire truck, use drag two corpses into a burning building, walk out a burning building, hide on a fire truck overnight, then go to New York City from Mississippi to watch mm-hmm. the Yankees play. That didn't happen. No. But the crop dusting plane crash was real. Okay. <laughs> That's sad, man, because I feel like, honestly, in uh, the 30s or 40s, you probably could learn how to fly a crop duster. Shame on you, Eddie Murphy. You should have escaped. He was so close. He almost had it. Yeah, and then he, he crashed in a burning pile of smoke and then walked out. <laughs> well, yeah, and they put him into the hole and he's all black. It's like all full of like ash. Whoa, whoa, John. Relax. 
<laughs> that that's his natural color. Oh, that was confusing. Yep. <laughs> All right, Nader, stream it or skip it. Stream it. Stream it big time. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's do some buffering. We are doing the holiday season of the year 2000, and not our, the holiday season is, of course, defined as the first Friday in November through New Year's week or weekend. Not our quick thoughts on the holiday 2000. Uh, quick thoughts. This is very even as far as our uh, purposes are concerned. There is a lot of like deep, good, serious film here, and there is some mm-hmm. like light uh, hangout, just fuck around movie stuff too. This it's a uh, it's actually quite. Uh, especially once we get into like our uh, you know top uh, 20-ish um, and uh, I would I would submit to you that we start at number 36 at uh, before night falls before night falls which made 4.2 million dollars uh, this is Javier Bardem and John Depp Nader, I've never seen this movie uh, yeah John Depp is not really like the, the co-lead in this movie but he, he does have a fun uh, cameo in it because he is in drag in the prison but no this is a to my, to my knowledge, this is like the first big uh, uh, Javier Bardem movie that that American movie saw. Um, that he was that he was physically the main star of. Um, I, I love this movie. It is uh, he. Un- uh, spoiler alert: He dies from AIDS at the end. Um, but Dude. it is. <laughs> uh, it's based on a real life uh, Cuban poet and novelist Ronaldo Arenas, and it is beautiful. It is a beautiful to watch. It is a beautiful story. Um, I I could not recommend this movie uh, highly enough. It's great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so that is not available to stream, but it, you can rent it on any major service. Oh, yeah. All right. Next up on the list is uh, the biopic Pollock, which made $8.5 million. This, of course, tells the story of Kevin Pollock, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, Jackson Pollock starring um, – what's his face? Oh, my God. I forgot Ed, his name. Oh, my God. Ed, Ed Helms? Ed I was almost said – Harris. Okay. Oh, my God. Harris. No, in my head, I had Ed Helms. I'm like, that's not his name, so I'm not going to – I can't say anything. You can't go double joke. You can't go Kevin Pollock, Ed Helms. Now no one knows what movie we're talking about. Ed Helms was the only name in my head. Ed Harris, who yep. I love. I met him at uh, – I didn't meet him. He was in the same room as me when oh, I went really? to see Parasite. What? Oh, dope. Cool. Yeah, he was hanging out the back because he's friends with Bong Joon-ho. Oh, from Snowpiercer. Dope. Dope. Yeah. He was just um, chilling in the back corner. Cool dude. Uh, uh, I was he was, wearing, was, he, was he wearing a weird hat? You damn right he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was I was too young to remember the promotional material about this movie. Was this meant to be like the Jackson Pollock movie? Like was it was it promoted like a big I indie movie? I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember this promotion at all. I don't feel the juice behind this movie, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't doesn't feel juiced enough. Even though like it, it I mean I've seen it, it's fine and it's Ed, it's Ed Harris. Um but yeah, it feels yeah. feels a little quiet. Um, I I from what I remember, it's gotten great reviews, but it it was kind of just a small movie, so I I don't know too much about it. Not available to stream, but is you can rent it. You want to throw down four bucks on this bad boy? Oscar winner for uh, best action in supporting role, Marcia Gay Harden, and Ed Helms got nominated for actor in a leading role. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely knew that he was nominated. I didn't know Marcia Harden was nominated, so that's cool. Moving down to number 26 on the list, it is Guy Ritchie's first American movie, Snatch, which made $30.3 million. Uh, Nader, yeah. I, think we're, I think we're aligned on this. This is uh, by far my favorite Guy Ritchie movie. 
Mm, this is going to be a fun conversation to have, John. I recently decided, after like my hundredth time watching Snatch, that I don't like Snatch that much. You don't like Snatch it, that much? It finally, it finally hit me. Snatch was one of those film school movies where, like, when they made us watch whatever from the 30s and 40s, we would all be in our dorm rooms with our fucking shitty posters being like, oh, it's all about Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch Man. So, I love Lockstock. <laughs> so I've seen... So the first part of your question, no, I think I think Lockstock is the better Guy Ritchie movie. But the second okay. part of your question is, I've seen the I've now the most recent time I saw this movie, uh, something about it. Just, I don't know if it's maybe because I'm I've just I'm losing my Guy Ritchie love because he hasn't made a good movie in so long. But no, nah, the gentleman's good. Oh, for real? It is. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Oh, okay, then I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Um, but uh, I just it just lost the juice for me. I just I wasn't having a good time, and I usually have a great time watching Snatch. Now, I'm a little concerned about your hydration going forward because you seem to be lacking juice in a couple of these films. Dude, I am <laughs> juiced up. I'm just a wet boy looking for some daughter water. Yeah, I get that. Well, it is the weekend. Snatch is available to stream on Stars. Do your Not accent. Right. Do, you, do your Mickey accent. Do your, do your Brad Pitt accent. Come on. I, I can't. I'm you not good to. at accents. You got Come on. Just mumble. I, I have to hear it first, and then I can do it. That's how to film it. That's good. Boom. I can't do. I can't do anything in like the British Isles I'm not good at. <laughs> What about the Irish Isles? Well, I mean, that's that whole area, I mean. What about the Eastern Asian Isle? The EAS? Yep. Uh, oh. That's my new Emirate. Next movie. All of, that, all of that was wrong. Number 25 on this list, which made $30.9 million. <laughs> it is The Legend of Bagger Vance. We discussed this in our Will Smith retrospective, which you can listen to. Uh, Nader, you love this movie. You think that Will Smith's characterization is just just so well done. <laughs> Robert Redford, Robert Redford gets black people is what I'm saying. I throw up a little bit in my mouth at the end of this movie when uh, uh, Bagger Vance's silhouette is walking on the sand, uh, shucking and jiving, and he does that mm. Irish thing where he jumps up and taps his two feet together. It literally it makes me puke. It's crazy that Will Smith agreed to do that. <laughs> well, we talked about it in the pod. In in theory, it all made sense because he's into weird, crazy religious voodoo shit mixed with Robert Redford and mixed with a potential Oscar nom. But uh, the voice alone has me just wondering, wow, this Bruce. is the same motherfucker that uh, boycotted uh, the Grammys that he won. Like, I mean, I don't. Will Smith has never been like the white man's bitch, and he's always been getting paid twenty million dollars to do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, God bless him. Oof, oof. Let's move on. I'm getting, I'm getting the willies. Hey, like, like Big Willie himself. Number 19 on this list is Little Nicky, which made $39.4 million. Now, we've talked about this before, but I feeling you don't remember. I don't like this movie. That's because you're <laughs> dumb, and I will do the Adam Sandler voice. <laughs> Who's more offensive, Little Nicky or Bernie Mac? Uh, I will tell you, I can stand to listen to Bernie Mac. I can't stand to listen to my, uh, Adam Sandler in this movie. Little Nicky th- it is. Uh, I can't. Well, also the percentage, the usage <laughs> percentage of Little Nicky versus Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac's a he's a role player. He's coming in ten minutes off the bench. He's he's coming in to do uh, socially inappropriate, but then emotionally moving stuff at a moment's notice. You're right. Heavy lifting. Well, well you got uh, Adam Sandler here. He's he's doing hard in minutes. He's playing the full game. He's doing that ISO, baby. Adam Sandler putting up hard minutes is uh, I think I, th- I think the Sandman himself would appreciate that one. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, Little Nicky is not a good movie by any stretch no. of the imagination. It's just part of that Mr. Deeds, Eight Crazy Nights. It's the it's the weird it's the weird second half 
of Adam Sandler's career where it's not that he doesn't have, he's got the three classic movies and now he's doing movies that he is like in charge of fully with no supervision. Yeah, but Mr. Deeds, he's playing like a, a, a regular person. Yeah, and John Turturro is incredible. John Turturro is The number of times he gets stabbed in the foot in that movie is, makes up for all the bad acting. Yeah, a little well, bit he's terrible. I just like it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I, I, I can't, I know a lot of my friends liked it. I just couldn't get into it. I just never did. That's it's okay. not for me. That's okay. It's not. Uh, it's no dude. Where's my car? So you know. Relax. It's, I mean, it is your favorite movie. Number eighteen on this list is Oh Brother Where Out Thou, which made forty five point five million dollars. Now, Nada, where do you stand on the soggy bottom, boys? Uh, I, we're not doing the category, so I just tell you, never saw it. Didn't even look like something I wanted to see, and I didn't know it was a Coen Brothers movie until like two thousand eight. <laughs> It is very much a Coen Brothers movie. Uh, George Clooney's very good in this. Totoro's good in this. And uh, you got, um, oh boy, the weird-looking guy. Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson, exactly. Buster Scruggs himself. Get it together. (laughs) Sometimes I don't remember things. Question, Uh, in all seriousness, is this movie funny? It's funny, yes. Okay, then I I will watch it. Okay, because it looked looked Uh, boring and dumb uh, when I was uh, younger. But then you didn't like Raising Arizona, which blows my mind. I did not like Raising Arizona, yeah. And I didn't think it was funny either. Yeah, well, that's silly. But I also it's didn't finish Raising Arizona. I got like 45 minutes didn't in. You did finish it. I got 45 minutes in, and I was like, I hate all 45 minutes. Why do I have to watch the rest? No, see, that's not how movies do. <laughs> you mean work? Nah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is um, this is the the main song in this movie because like the whole thing is that they are they 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 call themselves the Soggy Bottom Boys and they go into a recording studio. It's not the main thing; it's part of it. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, this movie is based loosely on the Odyssey <laughs> and it was, um, and I don't think it, it follows the plot of the Odyssey really that much, but because that, uh, supposedly it was, it was originally up for best original screenplay. And then the Academy was, I like, know this is based on the Odyssey. So this has to be adapted, which is one of the dumbest things that's ever happened. But I would suggest this movie. It's on HP. I'm sorry. It's on IMB TV and Pre- little Nikki. Little Nicky is on HBO Max. Nice. Um, by the way, Legend Badger Banks is on Fubo TV. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Uh, number 17 on this list, a movie I saw in theaters because I was a white kid uh, when this came out. It's Dude, Where's My Car, which was made $46.7 million. Uh, I remember my sister thinking Ashton Kutcher was hot, and that's why I went to go see this movie. Um, but I definitely thought it was like very, very funny as a child. And then by the time I was like 14, I was like, oh no, this movie's terrible. Oh God, it's dog shit. I can't imagine watching this movie ever again. <laughs> it's probably not going down. Maybe for uh, the titties? I don't know. What else? So no. So this is early Jennifer Gardner and it's got some weird performances in it. It's really dumb. <laughs> I loved it at the time because I was 13 when this movie came out. Weird uh, performances. Incredible. It's, it's just Sean William Scott and... And Ashley Kutcher are just, they're just playing the two dumbest guys in the world. You mean themselves. Got it. Copy. And then there's a Rubik's Cube that opens up a portal to some aliens, and then there's time travel at the end. Now, this is not the George Carlin one. That's Keanu and him, right? Yeah, that's not different. Yes. That's Bill and Teddy. Okay, just checking. I was very sad to find out that he was doing all those uh, Kevin Smith movies and this stuff because he was broke at the end of his life. It was a real bummer. Is that why he was doing them? Yeah. Oh, that stinks. Yeah, not great. Dude, where's my car? Available on stars. <laughs> Number 16 on the list is Men of Honor, which made $48.8 million. Nader, Men of Honor. Cuba Gooden Jr. 
Robert De Niro. That's right. 56 on Metacritic. You know what it is. Is it really? Yes. Movies are some shit. Have you seen it recently? It's, but I would think the Metacritic would have been high. Oh, fuck no. No. Uh, I mean, Charlize Theron. Because this movie was, and... was a huge hit. No, I, I saw this movie in theaters. Charlize Theron, Hal yeah. Holbrook, Michael Rappaport, Powers Bruce. Like, it, the, the cast goes pretty deep. Um, uh, Carl Lundy, David Conrad. It goes, like, like very deep. Um, this movie fucking sucks. And this movie is actually pretty much what uh, sunk what sunk it for me for Cuba Gooding Jr. Because I was old enough to know that he was making, like, serious good movies like Jerry Maguire. And there were Cuba Gooding Jr. movies I liked. But this movie, I was like, first of all, why is Cuba always trying to play younger than he is by, like, fucking decades at a time? And two... He's just not good at acting. I'm sorry. Cuba's Did best he... performance is in American Gangster. I'm dead serious. What is the, what is he? Does he win uh, Academy Award for a supporting role? Yes, for the most dumb, goofy white people shit I've ever seen in my life for for playing Michael uh, for playing Michael Irvin basically. For playing no, the... he won for Jerry Maguire. Yes, yes. All right. Now, I didn't know that. furthermore, he do, he does it to himself where he's also known for being like the drunkest person at the Oscar parties. That's like his thing. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I am, I'm very sad to report that there's there's like there's images of him like eating KFC at a, a like Oscar celebration parties. Tough hang for Cuba. That's that's not a good look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why he took that small role in The Butler. <laughs> I, I can't think of any other reason. One step at a time, Cubes. Number fifteen on the list. Uh, Finding Forrester. Number fifteen on the list. Fifty one point eight million dollars. Gus Van Zant. You're the man now, dog. Um, this is a story of, uh, of an old curmudgeon Scottishman and a young black man who he's, uh, he's mentoring, I guess is how you would Well, at it. first he's accosting him from outside his fucking window. Yes. Then they become best friends. Yeah. This movie also fucking sucks. I don't think it sucks, but it's not great. You know exactly. Don't make me explain to everyone why I hate movies just like this. Not again, John. Not on my own I, podcast. I, th- I think we talked about it on this podcast episode. <laughs> um what's the metacritic on this 62 yeah all of us all of us all of a sudden men of honor ain't looking too shabby 62 is actually that's a that's a decent metacritic score that's the right where it should be to be fair i think that's that's fair i'm out this movie is better than men of honor (laughs) no um it's available on fubu tv if you want to refresh it the black kid's really smart nodder (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but that's what's so confusing. I didn't know that we could be. Right? It's confusing. Yeah. Number 14 on this list, another Disney movie, $66.9 million for 102 Dalmatians. That, of course, is a sequel to 101 yep. Dalmatians. Uh-huh. Nader, quick question for you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen this. Is this good? <laughs> no. John, don't see this. It's not good. We can literally move on right now. It's available on Disney Plus, number thirteen on this list, mm-hmm. uh, which a movie I actually saw in theaters, surprisingly enough. Same, and I've seen this movie a lot of times for no reason. Uh, it's Vertical Limit, which means sixty nine point two million dollars, starring Chris O'Donnell. Man, we can't and come I, after Men of Honor and Finding Forrester and on two Dalmatians and then be like, and then we saw Vertical Limit in theaters the same season. I was so excited to see this movie. It looked lit, man. The fucking the, the trailers and posters made it look like it was gonna be crazy. I remember, yeah, I was hyped. <laughs> Uh, do you remember the tagline for this movie? No, but I bet you do. Hold your breath. <laughs> nice. <gasps> you got Bill Paxton. Like, you know, Nada, this is one of those movies where you see the trailer, you're like, I'm going to pay for the whole seat, but I'm only going to need a little bit in the front. <laughs> I'll be on the edge. 
Oh, Bill Paxton's man. in this, and um, oh, who's the other person? Don't care. Scott Glenn? Is it Scott Glenn? Do you know who Scott Glenn is? I love Scott Glenn, and I hope okay. he's not in this movie. I think he is. Uh, I went to see this movie, I think, because uh, I was like, you know what? I really like that Chris O'Donnell, those Batman movies. <laughs> this movie, I've seen this movie so many times because this is in the initial batch of DVDs that my family bought. There's like oh. 50 DVDs that we buy in between like 99 and 2003, and this is definitely in that batch. I've seen this movie way too much. I, I should know That's whether great. or not Scott Glenn's in this movie. Honestly, shame on me. Vertical Limit is available on Stars. <laughs> Number 12 on this list is Chocolat. Yeah, you can say Chocolat, but you can't say Vietnamese, you fucking idiot. I'm not good at talking, man. We're lucky I can get through this whole episode. <laughs> uh, it is uh, the John Depp movie in French. In France? How do you say it? Juliette Binoche. <laughs> I just watched the Juliette Binoche movie the other day. Is she still good? I feel like she lost it. She was pretty good in this movie. She doesn't have to do too much. The 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 it's not important. I Shook worry a about lot. Shook a lot. Not her. Yeah. Do you like this movie? I saw this movie with my uh, grandmother. We should not have taken her. There's a sex scene. That's a, how old is your grandmother at the time? At the time, she would have been like sixty-seven, right before oh, okay. seventy. Yeah. That's not that's not terrible, but um, you know the other you know the only other movie I took my grandmother to see, Borat. No. Borat. I don't know what well, the fuck no. we were thinking. I will give you all the money in my pocket. You can give me the rest of the name of that title. <laughs> or the... Oh, no, it's not one of the... Or the... Kazakhstan? I don't yeah, know. That's, that's in there. What is it? Hit me. It's Borat or... Kaz, uh, uh, it was an or? I, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have committed What is it? Or. It's... Oh, no, sorry. It's Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefits, Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Yeah, it's not an or. I would have remembered it if it was an or. It's definitely way more complicated. I don't know why when you said or, it felt right. It did. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Chocolat, this is a French movie. Now, have you ever seen, uh, you ever been to France? Have I ever? <laughs> uh, coronavirus actually prevented me from going to see my good friends Dave and Jess uh, get married in a one month from today in the south of France. Straight up. Well, this is from the director of the Cider House Rules. Oh, Toby's back. <laughs> they didn't get Toby for this one. The, 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 the tragedy. It was. The horror. They got, they got the Dame Judy Dench, though. She she like milk. <laughs> Chocolat is available on HBO Max. Number eleven on this list, which made seventy five point seven million dollars. The Family Man. Damn, this maybe this is our box office surprise. What the fuck? <laughs> this I rem- dude. I I know people that wanted to see this movie. I, I saw this movie in theaters. I, I this is I told you we're I'm we're fully in the throes of me seeing all these movies in theaters. I, I saw the Family Man in theaters. Um, but I hated it because I was nine. <laughs> yeah, that's not the movie for a child. N- not, nor was Chocolat, bro. <laughs> no. Well, you know, you got uh, Nick Cage and Tia Leone. Love it. And uh, directed by human piece of garbage, Brett Ratner. <laughs> so so uh, he has the Wicker Man, the Family Man, and the Weather Man, right? Yeah. Nick Cage. That man swear he a man. Um, does he have any other mans now? Now that's all I want to think about. Yeah, Mandy, but that's not really man. Kick ass. Well. <laughs> also, you chose like the one good Nicolas Cage movie in the past twenty years. All right, <laughs> he's got one. <laughs> Joe. What about Joe? Is that is that movie actually good? I never saw. It. Yeah, I've never saw Joe. I know someone who likes it. Does I don't like Ty it? Sheridan, honestly. I'm out on him. Nick Cage, you know, related to Francis Ford Coppola and Jason Schwartzman. No, wait, explain that. What? What? Uh. 
Nicholas Cage's real name is Nicholas Coppola. Oh yeah, so you don't know this. Everyone in uh, Hollywood that gets a chance is because they're related to someone. <laughs> no, Francis this explains Coppola, all of his chances, though. This really explains Nicholas Cage's career, like full stop. Francis Ford Coppola is uh, his um, uncle. Oh my god! As you were saying it, the knowledge like came back to my head. I was about to be like, "Oh my god, it's his uncle." Yeah, I did actually. Oh fuck. And uh, you <clears throat> know, uh, you know, Talia Shire. Uh, let she, me look her up. She plays Connie in The Godfather and Adrian in. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, she her real name is Talia Coppola. That's the one I did she, know. She's sisters with uh, Francis Ford Coppola, and her son is Jason Schwartzman. Oh, I didn't know Schwartz. Okay, so Schwartzman's mama is Adrian, uh, yes. Apocalypse Now nephew, Bad Lieutenant. Port, Port of Call, New Orleans. Port, Port of Call, New Orleans, right? I, this isn't, Kaitel's not involved. Yeah, yeah or, or the Port of Call, New Orleans. Yeah, I hear you. Um, <laughs> cultural learnings in Katrina. What are no, we talking family, about? The Family Man. <laughs> all right, I think we, I think we nailed it. Uh, yeah. The Family Man's available on, on, uh, on actually, it's on MaxGo. Oh, Cinemax. Only available on that one. Uh, number 10 on this list is Rugrats in Paris, the movie. $76.5 million. Now, I've never John, seen this. Now, John, the first Rugrats, the, the, the thing about both Rugrats movies is that they should be rated PG-13 to R, not PG. Both right. of these movies, both the first Rugrats movie is the story of actual babies lost mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. actual woods. That's it. They're just babies lost in the woods with with no p- super baby powers. This movie is about babies breaking up a marriage that should be broken up that should be broken up because the woman is a gold digger. I don't know where they get off making these movies PG. I need that thirteen every time, bro. They mix it up. You think that it should have been rated PG thirteen because of a uh, reptar? <laughs> Hundred percent. Rugrats in Paris. The movie is available on Netflix. Uh, Hide your wives in Paris. <laughs> Number nine on the list is The Emperor's New Groove, which made $89.3 million. I had a feeling that Nader likes this movie. I, Boom, I baby. haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I... Well, John, not, 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 not. enough. Enough out of you, you Spider-Verse loving but cartoon hating. This is our. This will be our next cartoon that we review. I hate cartoons. I just don't watch them. I know, but the fact that you haven't <laughs> seen this one is absurd. So, everyone that's listening to this podcast knows how incredible The Emperor's New Groove is. John doesn't. Don't worry. It's on Disney Plus in perpetuity. We're doing a podcast about it once we get all these black people out of the way. Ain't that right, John? <laughs> yeah, we gotta get them out of the way for sure. Uh, <laughs> Your words, not mine. It's available on Disney Plus, like you said. Number eight on this list, M. Night Shyamalan's last good movie, $95 million for Unbreakable. Dude, do you like M. Night Shyamalan no. writ large, top to bottom? Okay, where d- describe to me your your describe to me your feelings on M. Night Shyamalan before we get into this movie because I've, I've I saw this movie for the first time like very. very I recently. feel that um his whole gimmick is that he has a big twist in his movies and he's just trying to figure out the most clever way to do a twist more than trying to make a good movie. Okay, so what? So you're in the majority. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. I love this movie. Yeah, this is good. I was not ready. F- I was not ready for how good this movie was because it's essentially the last M Night Shyamalan movie I saw. I saw everything but this, oh. um, including like Split and like all the new shit. And then I came back and saw this, and I was like, "Whoa, this is good and really holds up." 
My main problem with M. Night Shyamalan is that he's a brown guy that like almost never casts brown people in his movies, and he has all the all the gusto in he the gets, world to do it. In he gets Hollywood. Samuel Jackson in all his movies. <laughs> he gets Samuel Jackson in bit parts, and he and he he himself whitewashed the movie Avatar. So I mean, I, don't get me started on 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 that shit. But um, no, that whatever. was hey him and Sam Mendes. That was the, that was the airbending want. one, right? <laughs> Bingo. Where does um? But no, I mean um. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh no, I was just gonna say um, Unbreakable is like uh. I mean, it's in very, very rare company in terms of like off-brand superhero movies. It's like I mean, Mystery Men is like what I'm thinking of, and that's not to that's not disrespect. I just mean like there's only there's only but so many good non-on-brand like Meteor Man, Scott this, Pilgrim, like and yeah, yeah, exactly. Like most of them, and most of them are, are comedies. This one is yeah. not. So I, I I got I fucked with Unbreakable hard. Um, how many M Night Shyamalan movies do you like? Uh, that I, ooh, that's good. Um, I like this. I like Split. Mm-hmm. I like. I like the Sin Sense, but it's it's teetering on the same thing with the with the twist. It's like it's like a movie that you don't need to watch after you see it one time. Um, so very few. That's my point. I don't like his movies, and I wish he cast more brown people. That's that's my that's my big the take. The Sixth on. Sense is very overrated. Um, agreed. Yeah, no, we're on the same page. I don't think I like. I, but but hey, but you know what he does though that I love. What does he do that oh, I he love? He makes a cameo in his own movies. <laughs> he nope. does do that. Come on, you I don't know, know what it is. Yeah, nah. Philly baby, all his movies are in Philly, dog. The one time you want to tease me about living in the place I'm not from, Leia. You love Philadelphia so much. That was the Nick. I was that was Nick Young throwing an alley oop to Javel McGee. No one, no <laughs> one made it. Yikes! Did Nick Young look away before it finished? <laughs> Yeah, and it went over the backboard. <laughs> it's literally the greatest gif of all time. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh my god, it's incredible. <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, number seven on this list. Oh, by the way, Unbreakable available on HBO Max. Numbers. Get it. I'm about to get hyped. Get it. Get it. Turn up, John. Turn up, John. We're getting to the $100 million club now. Number seven. $106.8 million for Miss Congeniality. This is one of my favorite this movies. This is of all such time. a good comedy. It's just a very it's a fucking incredible how good it is. And you got Michael Caine. You got Sandy. You you know B. I love Sandy B. You know this. I you know you know I hate her except in this and Gravity. So this is fifty percent of her canon. As how do you feel about Armed and Fabulous? <laughs> no joke. Like one of my saddest uh, movie watching experiences because I love this movie oh. so much. I, I, I really went in being like, you know what? I don't care. I'll give it a chance because I love Miss Congeniality so much. Damn. Damn, 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 damn. Um, that sequel sucks, but this movie's great. Miss Congeniality is fine. And it deserves all $106 million of its. Oh, uh, yeah. This movie's really super rewatchable. Uh, what is. Uh, who's the, the guy? Bra- uh, Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. Hot ass Benjamin Bratt in the pool, son. Hold up, so yeah, Benjamin Bratt's the generic looking white guy in this. Um, <laughs> He's not white. Oh well, my god. He looks white. Oh what my is he? Hispanic. He's one hundred percent Hispanic. Was it? That is great coming from a white Hispanic man. That's as fun as it gets on the podcast. Wasn't he like married to Julia Roberts? <laughs> That's pretty white. In real life, I have no fucking idea. That's about as white as you can get, right? Which Regina? Ain't one of the Reginas in this no, movie. Which Regina? It would have to be. No, no black, no black Regina. No Hall or King. I don't King? think there's Nothing? no. Really? Huh? Arms and fabulous. She and that. Benjamin Bratt's definitely Latino, and I don't know who I was thinking of. 
<laughs> yeah, you're a fucking idiot. Damn, ain't no, there's no black women in this movie. Yeah, I guess I didn't know this movie as well as I thought. Yeah, and I could have sworn Regina King or Hall was in it. Ernie Hudson's in it. Oh, oh, I thought you were gonna say I didn't think black people are in any movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this movie is fucking great though. This movie is so 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 much fun. Yeah, no, I know. I really, I really enjoy. It. I mean, there's, there's so many good like stupid jokes in it, like scattered throughout, and then like actual like physical comedy along with like just well written jokes. Oh, for sure. This is like this is like a like like first movie I'd show my daughter type stuff. Well, not her. I mean, how long are you gonna keep that kid for movies? <laughs> I guess until <laughs> we get a new president. I don't know. Wait, am I that president? You never told me. You're John. a president. I just can't tell you of what. I'm pretty sure it's one of the Emirates, but the American Emirate. Don't quote me on that. Uh, number six on this list. Oh, by the way, Miss Congeniality, only available to rent, which is a shame because I want to rewatch it. How many times have you seen that movie on cable? I can't even imagine the number. Like like well over that 20, right? Like for always on. It, it was on in like a whole different era of, of, uh, of reruns, and then, it, and then it made its way into like the TNT USA stuff in like the 2010s yep. too. Like it's never not been on TV. <laughs> yes, it's never not been on TV. Is right. Uh, we're getting down to the last seven movies. I mean, the, this top ten is pretty solid. Yeah, I was gonna say you're fucking up because the Emperor's New Groove is incredible. But I, yes. Well, I was giving you that. Uh, but number six yeah. here, 124.1 million dollars for Steven Soderbergh's Traffic. I I love this movie. I think it's fantastic. Traffic's great. I mean, this is just another reason that Steven Soderbergh is one of our favorite directors because Traffic is as serious as it is rewatchable. Yeah. Uh, and you're getting great performances from a whole bunch of characters in this movie. Yeah. Topher. <laughs> yeah, Topher. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones in a great role. I mean, but, like, it's it's an ensemble cast, but everyone has their moment. This is also the first uh, Don Tito movie I saw in theaters. I would probably have to agree with you on that. I'm trying to think because I – Yeah. I didn't see Out of Sight in theaters, um, but this is the, I, did, I, didn't I didn't see Out of Sight in theaters either. Uh, traffic, unfortunately, unavailable to stream, but you can rent it if you want to drop down those four bucks. You should you should read the uh, read the description of Traffic. Traffic is a conservative judge is appointed by the president to spearhead America's escalating war on drugs, only to discover that his teenage daughter is a crack addict. Two DA agents protect an informant. A jailed a, a jailed drug baron's wife attempts to carry on the family business. So traffic is also, in my opinion, Paul Haggis thinks that he should sh- thinks that he should have made Crash because traffic existed. That's my That's theory. A very good idea. I like that train of thought. <laughs> I swear to God. And obviously, traffic is good and Crash is trash. But oh, Crash is trash is fun to say. And Don Cheadle is is, is in both, unfortunately. And Benicio um, del Toro. But, uh, no, That's I, another white guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I love the banter between Guzman and uh, Don Cheadle in this movie. I love uh, the Michael Douglas is actually really, really uh, yeah. moving as the judge. Yeah, um, I love his daughter. I love Topher. I love the white kids on crack is all like very serious and like prescient. Um, all the, and and again, I mean Steven Soderbergh. Thanks for making white people do crack. I appreciate Fun. it, dude. I, you might have been the first it's one. It's very possible. Um, his daughter Jesus. is played by Erica Christensen. Although most people mm-hmm. think that it's Julia Stiles. <laughs> I all, I thought it was Alicia Cuthbert. They're all the same to me. This is this is just as Harvey Keitel and Clark. Pre Cuthbert. Mmm. <laughs> pre Cuthy. Number five on this list. That, just about. Yeah, I said it's not available. Oh oh no! Oh, real yeah, quick though, uh, where do you rank tra- traffic in your uh, Soderberg? It, how, how high? Is it's it? towards the top. I really like this movie a lot. Top like top five? I don't know. It's so hard. He's got a lot of movies. 
And they're all so different. I mean, I, we, I think we can do this really quick right now. It's going to be Oceans 1 and 2 for me. Uh, Logan Lucky, High Flying Bird, this. What am I missing? This High Flying Bird is definitely in the conversation. And the Oceans. I, I mean, I think the first Oceans 11 is the best of the three. I got yeah, I got two. I got two oceans in there. I think this movie it's is like very much five, like right. Yeah, it's fine. Do you like it's not Contagion? I do not think Contagion is one of his do best movies, but but it is. But again, it's a it's a Tarantino thing. Like it's still good. So let me ask you a question. Um, you know, what, you know s- that part of um, Contagion where uh, Matt Damon's character was like, "Well, listen, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, but let's just stop and go to a restaurant and eat because uh, I don't want my rights to be infringed on." Remember that part? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I checked out. Oh, you think that's like you think that's like apt or pressing for the time? No, no, no. That don't I fucking out. hate people. I hate this country. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> Go back to Argentina. Um, I was born here, baby. I think Sex Lives and Videotape is actually really good too, which you haven't seen. That's the one I have. Yes, the one I haven't seen. No, but but I was gonna ask you was there's, uh, what's there's another better? one here that I'm Tra- I'm not thinking of. High flying bird. Oh, I think it's the one that, that I'm. Oh, go ahead. That I'm thinking of. I'm, oh no, I was gonna say. Uh, do you think traffic? Is better than uh, oh, God damn it! Now I lost it. Oh my God! Hold on. Now I gotta do this whole story. The informant. That one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh, what's it called? What's it called? Uh, the uh, the fighting one. Uh, <laughs> with with Channing and Carano. Come on, help me out. Haywire. Thank you. Haywire. Which one's Thank haywire. Haywire. The the fighty action one. It's Gina Carano. Oh whooping, yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, dude. I didn't, I didn't remember. Yeah, so. Sh- so, so traffic is is right above that movie. Oh yeah, movie. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, that's all I was trying. Do to say. you like the movie Che? I do. I do like the movie Che. Yeah. Okay. But it's at it's at it's, at, it's literally at the bottom with unsane. It's at the bottom. I like of Che a lot. So but I mean, I'm it's closer. I'm closer to the material. <laughs> yeah, because you're because you're sitting next to the. That's book. right. I'm Argentinian asshole. <laughs> uh, number five. Charlie's Angels, the first remake, which made $125.3 million. Let me ask you right now, John, straight up. Do you like this movie? Yes. <laughs> me too. Okay, oh, cool. Yeah. Just checking. I like Okay, okay. Just making sure. I was like, I'm actually not here for the slander for number one. No, I like this movie. Yeah, this movie's good. Full Throttle loses me a bit. Now, uh, they got to rescue Bill Murray in Full Throttle, right? Yes. But Bernie Mac is in one. Yes. Okay, yeah, so so then I have time for full title too. Yeah, I'm with you. It's not a it's not a horrible franchise, but I do hate Drew Barrymore, but I could not deny I had a fucking time of my life watching this in theaters. I don't I was going off watching this movie. I don't get the Drew Barrymore hate. It's it's everywhere. I don't get it. I like Drew Barrymore. I find I her very entertaining every time. She has a punchable face. That's what it is. I think not that I'd hate a woman. But well, she's got a punchable face. Sounds like you. Met, sounds like you want to hit a woman. <laughs> that is not true. You know what I mean. People have punchable face. The president has an incredibly punchable face. Are you kidding me? I think it's more his personality that's punchable. No, it's, I'm, I mean it is that, but also you know people have punchable. I don't gotta explain myself. Whatever. If I was a girl, I'd punch her in the face. Whatever. Listen, I think Drew Barrymore is very attractive, and I'm a fan of her work. <laughs> I disagree with both those things. You agree that you disagree that I'm a fan of her work. <laughs> I dis- and I think that you don't think she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we haven't even talked about Lucy Liu or Cameron Diaz. I mean, should this, we? I did. I think I fell in love with Lucy Liu when this movie came out, though. Legit. Oh, hundred percent. She's. Oh my god. You can She's. Oh, she's by far that. First of all, you're not gonna tell me it's not Lucy, Cameron, Drew Barrymore, hot, hotness wise. This is. This is Pete Cameron. I think. Oh no. I've, no. Pete Cameron is the mask. I like. Yeah. I like. 
Pete Cameron's one hundred percent the mask, and it's shocking how good she looks in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, I'm happy with all three of them, man. I'm not, you know, I don't need to pick and choose. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm. I would not have a foursome if it meant Drew Barrymore was the fourth chick. That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. I I stand by. If it's Lucy Lou, Pete Cameron, no, I, matter of fact, current Lucy Lou. And Pete Cameron, because Lucy still got it. Everyone else lost the juice. Uh, Charlie's Angels, though, I'm glad you like it, buddy. Because yeah, um, I, I feel like we could get some pushback on this. But this is a fun, very, very rewatchable movie. I found this movie to be, to be perfectly honest, I was re- I reluctantly liked it the first time I saw it. Because I was like, this is a girl's that's age, movie. That's our age thing, though, man. Because yeah. I think if you were, like, nine, you would just see the fun. But yes. if you're, like, 13, if you know about girls and stuff, then, like, it changes. I feel you. I can, I, I'm with you 100%. Now... Decided to talk about this, even though we have talked about this briefly in the past. Number four on this list, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, $128 million. Oh, by the way, Charlie's Angels, available to stream on Amazon Prime. I'm going to cut these yes. all together. Crouching Tiger, <laughs> Hidden Dragon, available to stream on Netflix. Uh, no, it's not. It is unavailable. They took it Netflix. off. They took it off. Sorry. <laughs> That's how I watched it. I just saw this movie for the first time all the way through. Remember I told you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking love this movie. It's Why so has there good. not... Why has there not been wire work like this since? Like, this wire work makes the Matrix's wire work look bad, and there's two Matrix movies to come after this. It yeah. looks so, the fighting looks so fucking good. You know, the Wachowskis famously won't spend money on wires. You know this. <laughs> only only uh, uh, bleach white dreadlocks, of course. Damn right. For I, them I, and their actors. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, this movie was popular. It, it spun off a video game, and... Uh, a whole bunch of other like media like this was it, beca- it was oh the Netflix the sequel is on Netflix that's what I meant to say sorry there is a sequel to this movie it is it is a Netflix movie okay Sword of Destiny Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon Sword of Destiny is a Netflix original movie from 2016 that is the sequel to this movie I love Chow Young Fat he's great in this oh my god oh my god the performances are perfect who's uh, uh Michelle Yeoh is that uh of course yeah. yes sir um of course. And Ang Lee's best movie. Don't even, don't even touch it. Oh, Stonehouse. 100%. 100%. I know you love The Get Life the of Pi, but... And I know you love Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. <laughs> That's right. Also, why are you shitting on Life of Pi like it wasn't good? It's fine. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's top five Ang. It's maybe it's... even top three. It's Brokeback, that, and, and this. It's better than taking Woodstock? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Better yes, than, it is. Better than Gemini Man? <laughs> Still, yes, surprisingly, John. Better you than... You probably do this three more, four times. Yeah, keep going. Better, better than Hulk? <laughs> so much better than Hulk. <laughs> I'm out. Of, I'm out. Oh, is that all of his movies? You, you just... You actually proved my point right there. Yeah, I yeah, know, 100%. <laughs> uh, hey, so it turns out Ang Lee kind of overrated. <laughs> uh, well, or is he overrated or did he make too many movies? How many movies did he make altogether? I think it was four thousand. So you're right. <laughs> <laughs> if he if he only made like seven movies, I'm not gonna hold him. Then no, no I think he's fine. I think he's made uh, probably around like fifteen or so. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the, he's the, him, Spike, and Jim Jarmusch. Your least favorite actor. I mean, uh, director. <laughs> that's right. My least favorite actor, director. Um, <laughs> Crouching Tiger, unfortunately, not available to stream right now, but you can rent it. Uh, number three on this list, which made 182.8 million dollars, and. Uh, I guess we gotta talk about it. What women want? See, why you always give Brett Ratner the human piece of garbage, Brett Ratner? But Mel Gibson says that he hopes Jews get killed by a pack of angry niggers, and now you're just gonna say it. 
I don't appreciate that language. Um, <laughs> yeah, me, me, me neither, Mel Gibson. Uh, you don't I, say. I, I refuse to watch anything that Mel Gibson's done. Oh, okay, cool. I just I want I want some more visceral hate because I, I I'm mad too. Well, I feel that everyone knows about Mel Gibson, but people don't know about Brett Ratner as much. So I like to. I shine feel like a light. people don't know that Mel Gibson is also racist against black people. They know about the Jew stuff, but they forget that he one time combined it for the the most racist quote of the 20th century. So, uh, yeah, and I was really disappointed that um, uh, after I saw Bone Tomahawk, that director decided to work with him. And I was like, Ugh. Oh, you're fucking up regardless. That that director is not, he's not lying about his oh, well, uh, I get political it. political stances. Oh, yeah. He's... Now I know. After, okay. <laughs> after he's made a couple movies. But um, at first, you know, you know what I always forget too? Mel Gibson? Australian. Yes. Uh, you know what I always forget too? Should we be worried about Vince Vaughn? That's two. That's two Gibsons yeah. in a row. We should be worried. <laughs> should be worried. Hundred percent should be worried. Uh, oh. Also, I think just because I'm going to talk about, it, like, he got nominated for Hacksaw Ridge, which sucks, and it's just like, oh, here's how I can throw my uh, my religious message into a movie that's not about religion, uh, and uh, he won Best Director and um, Best Picture for Braveheart, I think, and that movie's so overrated. So. Not a huge Mel Gibson guy, although I did like Payback and Ransom. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that is the hardest I've laughed in several podcasts. <laughs> that's good. That was not for show. That is, that's good stuff. But I do like these two very unwell-known Mel Gibson properties. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you know these things. Oh happen. man, uh, I'm sorry. What was that? A pack, a pack of hungry. What? What was? So, uh, this movie is, Mel Gibson is a guy who can hear the thoughts of women. So, it, t- it touches so many different problematic points. <laughs> so many. It's so bad. Uh, so, this double racist, uh, over-the-top Christian is just inside every woman's mind. Mm-hmm. What women want. Uh, you know, $182 million! <laughs> Judy Greer's in this movie, and she's great. Yep. Love her. Did she keep her clothes on? I really hope she kept her clothes she's, on. Her clothes are on. She tries to kill herself, though, because everyone thinks she's ugly. And uh, Mel Gibson saves her life because he can hear her thoughts. I got. We got to move off this movie. We, we got we to gotta get away from this movie, dude. I can't take it. We're getting into the $200 million club now. Oh, by the way, What Women Want is available on HBO Max. If you want to check that out. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, number two on this list is Castaway, which made $233.6 million. Dallas, big money. Tom mm. Hanks, mm. Wilson, Spalding. <laughs> um, have you seen this movie? I have seen this movie exactly one time, and it was in December of two thousand one. Oh, okay, or two thousand, whatever. I saw the only December two thousand in yeah. theaters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw it in theaters, and that's it. This movie so domestically did well. It did well overseas also. This was like a huge um, success, and it was a relatively cheap budget because they had to pay. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was still a ninety million dollar budget, but most of that went to Tom Hanks and the and um, uh, what the else? company Spalding. Yeah, no, yeah, it was no. I think it was Wilson, believe it or not. Wilson. Um, no, it, the, the the island. They had to live on an island. Is where yeah. the money went, John. Yeah, that's all I went to. The island of uh, Monoriki, of course. Over in in, okay. in, uh, in the in Fiji. Nice. Uh, but or as yeah. you would say, Fijianese. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, do you think that FedEx was happy with this movie? <laughs> Ooh, do I think that FedEx was happy with this movie? I don't know, man. All I can tell you is that it's logistics. That's true. 
Right? What can Brown Mel- do for you? I wonder if they would have figured it out. <laughs> Mel Gibson can't do shit for me. I'll tell you that right now. The thing that always bothered me about this movie, and not that it bothers me, I just was not expecting how sad the ending was going to be. Oh, you can tell me how sad the ending is. What, uh, does he die? What happens? No. So he gets remember. he gets saved, and then mm-hmm. he goes to find Helen Hunt, and she's mm-hmm. moved on because he's been gone for 10 years, and she's married and uh, has kids. And uh, he's like, all right, well, I'm back. Cool. I guess I'll just go now. <laughs> it's like super sad. I feel so bad oh. for the guy. Like he goes through this. That's kind of what I thought it was. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, it just kind of sucks. What's more sad, the fact that she left him, or the fact that Sanaa Lathan married the lawyer that was supposed to get Martin out of jail in life? Is that what is that what the, the hint at? <laughs> no, they say in life. Remember, he was like, he tells Eddie Murphy, he was like, yo, the, oh, the yeah. lawyer, yeah, or, yeah, his cousin Melvin <laughs> married his girl. No well, appeal for either of them. Yeah, so they didn't even even do the appeal. Was it all fake? <laughs> No, they did the appeal. They did the appeal because he because he gets the paperwork back. Yeah. Oh, I never even thought about. But see, this is why you gotta watch the Emperor's New Groove. I'll be trying to tell you, it's a connected right. universe. That makes sense to me. Yep. Uh, Castaway is available on HBO Max. Let's do it. Number one, this no. is a fucked up movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, number one is the Doctor Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which made two hundred and sixty point four million dollars. Nodder. Yeah, Jim Carrey, wearing all the makeup. <laughs> I saw this with my entire family on Christmas, and we were terrified. It's, Everyone was just scared. It was so fucking scary. It's the scariest uh, non-scary movie. <laughs> I mean, everyone's makeup, including the Whoville. Now, I mean, the Grinch is supposed yeah, to be scary, the, so whatever. But the Whoville noses, the whole creepy, like, vibe of the movie, it was just horrifying. It's, and it's goddamn Ron Howard. Of course it's Ron Howard. <laughs> Dude, I I fucking hate this movie. This this one for best makeup. Good for them. There was a certainly it was the most makeup. You can't argue that. <laughs> no, no, no one's ever put on more makeup than Jim Carrey in this. Isn't like um like a someone famous as one of the kids? Did I make that um, up? Oh, Taylor Momsen plays Cindy Lou Who. I don't know who that is. She's a singer. But Jeff but Jeffrey Tambor's the mayor. Uh, she was on Gossip Girl. Taylor Momsen. Uh, well, if she ain't uh, Blake Lively, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. She's another one of the attractive girls that was on Gossip Girl. <laughs> well, then I definitely don't know who the fuck you're talking about, because I don't think Blake Lively's attractive. Blake Lively is attractive. All right. She might not be your cup of tea, but you can't deny that she's good looking. <laughs> Point taken. You're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jeffrey Tamara plays uh, plays one of the who's. Now, everyone in this movie seems to have the same last name. <laughs> <laughs> It's always funnier when you can actually hear what you're saying, John. I, I pity the fool that listens to the pod. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the, yeah, I don't fuck with this movie just because it scared me as a kid. Straight it's up. horrible. Yeah, it's just I, real freaky horror Oh, Christine Baranski's in this, so shout out to, like, the, to the watch. To the Baranskis, <laughs> you know it. Um, I think that, um, I don't think I've ever seen the full movie because it's just so, like, visually disturbing. <laughs> So it's that's my thought. It's How the Grinch Stole Christmas is available on Netflix, Snyder. I know you want to rewatch it. <laughs> Can't wait. We got some awards. Hootie-hoo-ville. <laughs> we got some awards to give out. Nodder. Yes, sir. What do you want to start with, boss? Let's start with Shelf Life, a movie that has grown over time for you. All right, that is going to be Miss Congeniality. That is the shelf life of all shelf life. God damn, I've seen that movie a lot at cable. I had, I, had, I oh, still owned the DVD and all that. So I'm I'm having I'm struggling with a couple of things here. 
Talk it out, boss. I'm trying to think. I want to let's try to be the most true to this category, or should I pick the movie that I just happened no, to No, no, no. Be, like? be true to the category because I just had to. I would have gone Emperor's New Groove if I was being less true to the category. I'm, I'm with you. It's hard, but you got to make the cut. So Do if it. I'm going true to the category, then yeah. it's Charlie's Angels for me. Nice. Respect. I think that movie, I, I like that movie way more than I should. <laughs> I, I, I imagine. Now, your favorite movie. The Emperor's New Groove, no problem. Mine is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I your actually, best movie. Oh, sorry. I really enjoy that movie. I think it's uh, a, kind of an overlooked uh, Coen's. And what is your best movie, John? I got traffic. I got traffic, too. All right. Traffic, traffic, looking for my chapstick. Beep, beep. Right? Traffic. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I acted that out. Don't know why. Nodder. Yes, sir. Last looks. Last looks, I'm going to recommend a very small Spike Lee movie that me and John discussed on last episode called Get on the Bus. John, I remember you were, you were, uh, we were debating about a movie that we hadn't seen where you were like, I think it's just about them going there. And I was like, I read the IMDb thing. It's about them at the march. No, you're right. It's just about them going there. And uh, spoiler alert. Oh, you want to watch this movie? I do. Never mind. Uh, it's very good. Get on the bus. Uh, <laughs> Bernie Mac has one line. It is the best line in the movie, and it is streaming on Netflix. Awesome. I am recommending a movie that um, if you've been looking at the internet in the last couple of days, you've probably seen all about it. But I watched it yesterday, and I saw it in person, and it's fantastic. I'm recommending Hamilton, available on Disney+. Plus. Um, I saw this show, and it, it blew me away when I saw it. I never got to see the original cast. And I've listened to the cast recording a bunch of times, but there are a couple of performances in the uh, this particular one that was filmed that like blew me away. Like uh, specifically, Angelica's character singing uh, "Satisfied" uh, was I, I got chills watching it. I think we got to do a movie swap because I believe that I will hate Hamilton more than anything else in the world. So I got to find a movie that I think you will hate more than anything else in the world, <laughs> and at some point in time, we'll do a swap. Okay. I know you don't like musicals, so that's obviously not for you. But um, it is. I don't. I don't like people that think they can rap. Rapping. Uh, well, Davi Diggs can rap. <laughs> I've seen Blind Spotting. I respectfully disagree. Well, listen to the song "Guns and Ships." <laughs> no, I mean I will when we do the movie swap. But believe it when I see it, John. Fair enough. And I it's really out, don't want to see it. It's out there for you. You can see it anytime you want. Ah, like I said, we'll do a movie swap at some point in time. I got to find out what you hate first. What Probably I, cartoons. I don't hate cartoons. Anime? I hate your attitude is what I hate. (laughs) End the the pod. I'm about to punch you through the screen. (laughs) Uh, Not our next episode. What are we we watching? What are we reviewing? We black, y'all. We black, (laughs) y'all. And we biggity, biggity, big black, y'all. We are watching the NWA spoof. uh, Tamara Davis directed Chris Rock written CB4. This movie is hilarious i saw it for the first time uh when it returned to the hbo like permanent library a couple months ago god damn this movie's funny y'all y'all in for a treat cb4 streaming on all hbo platforms uh yeah i'm excited to see it i uh, i i've never fully seen this movie i've only seen clips so <gasps> oh my yeah. god yes john oh john yes i've never seen it start to finish or i don't remember seeing it start to finish One it is <laughs> it is it is like literally the exact same movie as Hollywood Shuffle for the music industry. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Nader. Yes, sir. People want to follow us. Where can they do that? They can do that at the stream pod. That's T-H-E-S-T-R-E-A-M-P-O-D. As mentioned in previous episodes, I post less and less 
the more that they kill innocent black people. So the minute they stop killing innocent black men, I promise you'll get more Ratatouille posters. Okay, so never. And um, because <laughs> we live yeah. in a hellhole. America. Yep. Mm-hmm. Happy, happy birthday, America. We're recording this on July 4th. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back in two weeks. Not or say something funny. The upper room. I was, about, I was about to sing the theme song by accident. What's a theme song? Boom. <laughs> boom, ba, boom. Ba, yeah. I know. My, I made the song, baby. I know my, my violins. Come on now. Oh, shit.